This, 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 this is mythical. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, while you're doing that, Nicole, I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing some 41. <laughs> skate Punk is back, and it's not Pop Punk. It is Skate Punk, but also they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. What possesses a man who famously eats food on the internet to be a picky eater? Today, we find out because this is a hot dog is a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Ayer. And I'm your host, Nicole Hendizade. And today we're honored to be joined by someone with great taste and distaste, former sushi doubter and the prince of peculiar preferences, Mr. Link Neal. Link, welcome to the show. Hello. Did you just call me a sushi dadder? Doubter. <laughs> say sushi because doubter. I was like, what? Oh, a sushi doubter. Is sushi doubter. doubter even like the proper thing to say? Because are you still a sushi just like anti-sushi? Anti-sushialist. Uh no, I'm not. Are you a democratic socialist? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm 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 very picky when it comes to sushi, mm-hmm. but I'm not opposed to it uh, as a as an entire category of food. Do you do you do you go out to sushi and like enjoy it with people? Have you found things that you Christy loves it. Uh Lily really likes it. Lincoln loves sushi. So every week he's asking for it mm-hmm. to like be ordered or we, I mean, usually to order it now, mm-hmm. which to me makes it like not as good. If you're getting the raw stuff, yeah, I feel. Yeah, I, I hold, feel you wholly agree. I'm pretty anti takeout sushi, despite that being like 80% of my diet throughout <laughs> quarantine. <laughs> I eat a lot of sushi too, so I feel you. Sushi is a growth area for me. <clears throat> I am open to <laughs> input. You're very brave. Thank you oh. for speaking your truth. There's more where that came from. <laughs> Wait, what's your move as a picky eater? Because I've gone out to sushi with picky eater friends, and sure, there are different categories of picky sushi eaters. And I'm curious what your order is. Like, what are you eating? Um, I don't like soy paper. I mean, no, soy paper is the only thing I do like. Mm-hmm. I don't like the that. What's the scary nori. black paper? Uh, nori. <laughs> nori. Nori is the scary black paper. <laughs> I like it stinks. Well, I mean, it's, it smells like seaweed, you know. And so I've gotten to where I can, I, I once I pinpointed that that was the first thing that I was smelling when mm-hmm. I was trying to eat sushi. Mm-hmm. Once it, once I discovered there was soy paper, then I was like, okay, I want I want to be a part of my family mm-hmm. into the future. That's great. That's I don't want, nice. I don't want sushi to be the reason that I get kicked out. That would be hilarious if, if you were just like, you know, <laughs> I don't reason. intend on staying a part of my family. And this was the podcast that you chose to remember. <laughs> so I'm glad that you're committed. <laughs> so um, I was like, I'll try something with some soy paper. I like crab. I mm-hmm. like avocado. Wonderful. I like rice. And then what's um, spicy tuna. I've Crazy. gotten to a point where I can eat that and not hate it. That's I can good. almost like it. I can incorporate it into the 
the roll. That is genuinely big because that's I, very very big. I, I've been out to sushi with the picky eaters, and there's you know the type like you, which which is there's no good or bad type. Eating it's a series of preferences. It is yeah. neither moral ni- nor immoral. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you like want to be a part of people because I know people that just do the chicken teriyaki and gyoza. Yeah, you know, yeah. but then they're kind of like separate from your group, and you're like, "Oh, do you want to try this?" And they're like, "No, no, no." Oh, but yeah. I'm like, "Yo, but I want one of your dumplings, and I'm trying to trade, <laughs> you know." And <laughs> I mean, so much of so much of this conversation came to light as we started eating more food on the show, mm-hmm. and then we started people wanted to start talking to us about the food we ate on the show, and I think that's when we started. I I don't know that I consider myself a picky eater until. The show, but then it turns out Rhett had considered me a picky eater for years before the show, mm-hmm. and that he was—he's the type that would get frustrated mm-hmm. when I wouldn't share in an ex, a food experience with him, or I wouldn't like something he liked because he likes to like something in your face. Like I love this, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he likes it's bonding. Hard. It's like bonding. Yeah. yeah, and I get that. It's it's the same feeling of showing somebody a YouTube video uh, and, and thinking that they'll <laughs> love it, and then they don't. And you're like, what do you mean? It's a 12 year old Dutch kid dancing to hard style because those are the those, those are YouTube videos. videos. You yeah, share. Yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, the beatboxing videos. To me, yeah. it's a perfect example. It's something that's kind of vulnerable. It's like this is something that I love, and I want you to love it too. And when you don't share in that, then you feel like you lost part of a bond. And but beatboxing is awesome. It is. <laughs> Thank you. But the floppy, totally uncooked thing of fish that's just like <laughs> over the top of a sushi roll, or just sitting on its own. Like sushi. You know, you know, just, yeah. that is <laughs> yes. just that's. I mean, that's wild. That's extreme for someone who didn't eat a burrito until they were in college. That is fair. I and like I, I'm fascinated by the fact that you didn't know you were a picky eater until the show. So, like growing up, were you just not faced with any of these foods? And it was after that. Yeah, like I said, I mean, in college, it was like let's go to this burrito place, hmm. and then it was like, well, you know, I, I, I guess at that point I was kind of aware that. If I say I've never eaten one of these, that's probably going to be weird. Yeah. It is, it, like, I get a what you're bit. saying, yeah. And I didn't, you know, and I didn't understand that, like, I could specify what was going to be in it. So once I could pick what was in the, the burrito, I liked it. This is getting, now this is getting into some amateur psychological territory. It was that feeling of I'm control. Excited. Yeah, Nicole Nicole wanted to be a therapist before she wanted to do this. I also wanted to be, in a, be a perfumer. But. And a perfumer. Yeah. Uh, but this is, <laughs> we got to find the smelliest person in the office and invite them on, and then you can talk to, to yeah, them about perfume. Exciting. But no, you're talking about, like, the sense of control, because you also might be a super taster. <laughs> we did that on GMM. Uh, but I didn't pass that test, right? I don't think and you did. And then Science Mike did a thing where he was trying to give me, like, give it back to me and say, you know what, maybe you are a super taster. That was a video he made, but um, so I don't know if I'm a super taster. I know that I have control issues, so of maybe it's related, but I just, I feel like it's two things for me. Like, I grew up in an environment where I wasn't presented with a lot of options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, my, sure. my mom cooked, like, five different dishes mm-hmm. on a rotation. And it was stuff that I liked and that she liked. Can you like name the five, the five dishes? Um, like, do you remember them? It was in the book of mythicality. And I, 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 I didn't it. reread my own book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, country style steak. Then there was like fried chicken tenders. Wait, is country style steak, is that like a fried steak? Like a chicken fried steak or it, a country fried a, steak? It It is, but it's not, um, it's a, it's a darker gravy. Uh, like, a yeah, more, okay. like a really dark brown gravy mm-hmm. and not, it's not like a bunch of breading and then a white gravy poured over top of it. Mm, gotcha, okay. But it is a cube steak. 
Yes. With dark brown gravy on it. I and grew up eating nice. that that same thing, except we called it Swiss steak. Okay. Swiss. That sounds exotic. <laughs> I, th- I, I think mean, that's probably where it comes we from. We shed anything that could have been exotic. It's like, well, hey, we're in the country. I like this style. This is my style. Yeah. yeah. So this would work for that. But it's not a country fried steak. Mm-hmm. It's a country style steak is what we call it. I guess it's with steak. Um, and then we, she would make mashed potatoes. And the only green thing that I really liked as a kid were the like little garden peas. Mm-hmm. And I would mix all that together. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't so particular. I'm not, I'm not one that's like, oh, I got to have everything separated. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not. I like things mixed together, and yeah. I like a little chaos. If I like everything that's involved in the chaos, if you know con- the chaos, if you're familiar with the chaos, you're cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I would mix all that together and eat it. And I mean, again, it was every week. Mm-hmm. There was a chicken, like a stuffed chicken thing that involves stovetop stuffing and cheese on top of a chicken breast. Wait, the stovetop stuffing was on top of the chicken breast? Yeah. <laughs> nice. It was great. Mm. Sounds good. Uh, if she did it right. <laughs> if she didn't do it right, I just, you know. Would you tell her she wouldn't do it right? Would you uh, like this? Were you that level of control as like a kid? Like I a, probably a, just a wouldn't, wouldn't eat it. You just wouldn't if eat it. If it was a little burnt, I wouldn't eat it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then. It sounds like you were a picky eater though. Like, 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 I know you said you didn't have your like picky eating self awareness until until later. I was not presented with yeah. options mm-hmm. that I that I recall being really picky about. Like, if mm-hmm. I would go to, I mean, when I remember going to Rhett's house as a kid, and they were drinking milk with their dinner, and that was weird. But I don't remember. <laughs> so weird. I don't remember an anxiety of what it is. What are they going to serve to eat? I just, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't think anything of it. I would just eat what I liked, and I didn't eat the part I didn't like, and nobody made a big deal about it. That's good. <laughs> I feel bad now. I feel like guilt bad. and shame for Why? like because Link's just a man who out who's out there eating what he enjoys. Yeah, you know. And we're out here trying to psychoanalyze it. I'm not psychoanalyzing. I just want to know what's up, man. <laughs> no, I do too. Because, I mean, to, to me, it's it's a bit of a, a curiosity because I can't empathize with picky eaters. I can, like, certainly empathize sure. with people who seek out experiences they enjoy and don't with the experiences they don't enjoy. Uh, I'm somebody who I can't stand going on roller coasters. And I would try it all the time to appease friends who are like, John, oh, my God, it's so fun. You got to ride the one that goes 900 miles an hour and shoots you up 300 feet into the air. And I'd do it, and I would just feel sick, and I'd get shaky for the rest of the day. Really? And then I had this conversation with Julia recently where we were like, now that we're old enough to be past peer pressure, we never have to go on a roller coaster again. And that rules. <laughs> like, that's yeah. exciting for me. That I don't have to do this thing that I don't want to do. Because we there are things that we don't like. There's things we do like. Yeah. Pre- it's just preferences. Pressure, yeah. I'm a preferential eater. Yeah. I think is really mm-hmm. what I'm trying to invent my new label as. That's smart. Yeah. I'm not picky as a negative connotation, but I'm, I'm good at picking because of preference. I'm a preferential eater. I prefer to eat things that I prefer. Yeah, you're just you're just like a, out of the you're way. You're a man who knows what he wants is what you're trying to tell the people. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know why do you hate tomatoes so much? <laughs> yeah, that's want, that's all that everyone toma- knows. Why what about tomatoes <laughs> makes you uncomfortable? Because I hate sun-dried tomatoes more than anything else in the world. I'm not a picky eater. But I like those. Really? I uh, hate them because they taste like shoe leather to me. I mean, not that I've had shoe leather, but I imagine. The consistency. Yeah, it doesn't work for me, and it's tough. I would probably like shoe leather. Yeah? <laughs> I mean, I like fruit roll-ups, and mm-hmm. I would take them, and I would I would make them more leathery by folding them on themselves mm-hmm. so it would be more of a, 
a jerky a sensation uh, experience. Yeah. Tomatoes are, it's like Satan's ovary. Okay. You know? Extrapolate. Go on. It's, uh, I don't know. It's isn't that self-explanatory? No. I, Have okay. you ever tasted Satan's ovary? It, yeah, a little it's bit. got a bad taste. I to go it. to In and Out and I get extra Satan's ovaries on it. So. It tastes. It just tastes bad. Is it the taste or the texture of it? Or I mean, all of the. I mean, it is. Re- it's really juicy, but like biting into a peach. Would you say it's what's it close to? Because I love to bite into a peach. It's interesting because like the flesh of a tomato, like if you get a quick story, I said I can't empathize with picky eaters, but it turns out I can because there there's this one specific moment from my childhood. I was at my aunt's lake house up in the Pirkinus and she was like, there was in the Pirkinus. So you got to say the Pirkinus. But anyways, there was this like ice cream parlor that I really loved because they did the dipped cones, but they had a bunch of flavors of the hard shell dip. Mm -hmm. So they had like, you get like a peanut butter ice cream like dipped in peanut butter flavored magic shell wow what a treat so I was really excited uh, but you know my aunt was like you can't go to this ice cream parlor unless you finish your vegetables the only vegetables on the plate were just like raw sliced tomatoes Mm. so I guess she's of that era where like you go to a diner and you just get a side of sliced raw tomatoes yeah 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 and I never uh. ate a plain tomato. I, I didn't really like love, love them in my, you know, burgers, but I would still eat them. But I'd never had one plain. It was one of those tomatoes that's like 80% slimy seed pulp. Blech. And I took a bite and I, I dry heaved because of the texture. Because that like slimy seedy texture when I was a kid yeah. was so foreign to me. And it was like the first time I had an oyster, which to be fair, was like a 48 hour old oyster off an all you can eat sushi bar that my brother gave me. That was the first oyster you ever ate. Not was a great an experience. old oyster? Not, yeah, from an all you can eat sushi Ugh. bar at the Irvine Spectrum. Shout out to the Irvine Spectrum. <laughs> Get all your dockers there. Well, <laughs> they, they weren't your uh, your oyster experience. They but, weren't it. I'm, my sushi experience was burnt. The first time I had it was um, with an optometrist named Tony who was like, I'm taking you to my favorite sushi restaurant. I was a grown ass man. I was I was married with at least one child at the time, and I had not had sushi. And he's like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce you to the world of sushi." Mm. And then he proceeded to like get me to taste eel and mm-hmm. the most extreme stuff because he got a kick out of it, mm-hmm. and he burnt me. He burnt you. Yeah, it's like you got you got to you got to have a delicate. You, you know, you got to lead someone into the world of sushi delicately of if course. they're if they're in their mid twenties and they've never <laughs> if they've never. If experienced you're an optometrist yeah. named Tony leading a, a new father into his first sushi experience, <laughs> you have like a fiduciary duty. Was this in L.A.? Someone was no. This is this is back in Cary, North Carolina. Okay, okay. Are they known for their sushi? It's <laughs> like I mean, they've got sushi, <laughs> but no. I mean, so for a tomato, it mm-hmm. doesn't. It doesn't. It's not about how gushy it is. Okay, I'm fine with gushy. I think it is just the taste. I don't mm. like the taste of it. I think the other component of my pickiness, if you want to call it that, <laughs> your preferentiality. Preferential. I'm you. a very analytical person. Like okay. I'm always thinking about optimizing things. And so for me, you know, we're blessed with having so many different choices with the foods we can eat. Mm-hmm. You know, where we can uh, so many choices. Well, that's that's an opportunity for me to find and optimize what works for me. So interesting, you know. So it's a combination of those two things. I wasn't exposed to a lot as a kid, but I also wasn't I wasn't traumatized and forced to try things. Mm. And I so I just didn't the things that I liked. I stuck with. Mm -hmm. And then as I got older and I got I think more analytical, I was like I can add things to my life. 
mm-hmm. but I need to do it in a way that works for me. On your own yeah. terms. I, I'm really curious that as someone who is an analytical preferential eater, not a picky eater, mind you, do you look at someone like me who is uh, just purely indiscriminate? I eat absolutely everything. There's not really a single do. food that I dislike. And that's the, I, I used to say raw celery because people would always ask me, like, is there any food you don't eat? Especially after watching Food Fears and me shoving animal testicles in my gullet. Uh, and I used to say raw celery, but I've, like, eaten raw celery since and been like, oh, wow, that's that's pretty tasty. Look at you. Look at me. That's it's just, kind of huge. I'm proud of you. It was just a thing I said for years. But for me, I'm, like, truly indiscriminate. But do you look why, at someone why, like why, me? Why are you an indiscriminate eater? I, and I want to know what you are, too, Nicole. I think I'm mostly an indiscriminate eater. It comes, mm-hmm. um, well, I don't really know. I think I've always been a person who loves adventure and loves trying new mm-hmm. things. I've always been the person who's going to do something, no matter what anyone else says. So whenever mm-hmm. it comes to food, I'm always going to, even if it means doing things by myself. So, like, if I was going to go to a Korean restaurant with my friends and it ended up the plans falling through, I would go myself. Mm. Or, like, if I were to try something on the menu, I was like, that doesn't sound very good. I'd be like, I'm going to try it anyways. Mm-hmm. So I guess adventurous okay. is the word I would use to describe my eating style. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like really relate to that. Yeah. And I just I want to experience everything that the world has to offer. Like I I see us as being kind of like put here. Who knows what the meaning of life is? However, there is so much to experience and explore, and I think that is like huge to the human condition. Hmm, and I the think meaning of life may, might be on the very next plate. Exactly. No, honestly. And I think food is a great way to empathize with people, right? To like learn about other cultures. Uh, So for instance, like sushi, like learning about fish preservation in the Edomai period in Japan can help you like, you know, um, understand certain things about Japanese culture, you know, uh, ditto and and also how that influenced other cultures, right? Uh, Why there's a big like Japanese influence in Peru. And to me, like that's just food is the lens through which I viewed the world kind of my entire life, just because I've always loved it. So for me, like every single thing is about food tangentially one way or another. Mm-hmm. And I want to experience all the world it has to offer. But that said, I don't think that really drives the point home for me in several other areas. Like like ditto for um, adrenaline junkies, right? Yeah, they I'm one of just, those people. Yeah, they want to – wait, you are an adrenaline yes, junkie? Yes, I love roller coasters. I love paragliding. Really? I, love, I can't wait to go skydiving. Like, oh, my, it's on oh, my list God, no. I love that Ooh. stuff. Mm. How interesting. I'm all about that lifestyle. <laughs> No, I, I totally get it. Are, are you an adrenaline junkie, or, is, or does that like uh, trigger your like you know lack of control? Um, I only I, I'm an entertainer, <laughs> so I would only do things if it were being filmed. Nice content. How many likes on this podcast to get you to <laughs> vlog skydiving? Um, do you on, like a on, podcast on your How show? Many do we yeah, usually yeah. get? No, probably nothing on your show. <laughs> How many likes on your tweet that's linking back to this exact show? <laughs> no, but like, like, have you like skydoven in? No, no. I mean, I think I'm a. I guess I'm. I'm pretty cautious, but I don't know. I just don't. I, to me, it doesn't relate to that. To me, it's just about optimizing my experience. Yeah. So I mean, I made a decision to step out of my comfort zone and eat things that scare me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really took hold in the context of the show where it was, sure. th- that's what put me over the edge, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, with, with optometrist Tony, we were eating sushi. Are you sushi. still friends, by the way? No. Oh, sorry, Tony. Nice. Oh, he's not listening because <laughs> yeah. we're not friends. I, well, I, I don't know. Why would yeah, you I be just... friends with someone that was like enjoying you struggle to eat things? Dude, I don't like, know. For their own enjoyment. But I that be no was that's too that's not, that's not the reason oh, why What the I'm hell friends. happened with Tony? You want to dive into the Tony story? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. 
I don't, wish I wouldn't have brought that up. <laughs> okay, we won't talk what, about it. But what was my point? Uh, optimizing I, your experience. No, on the on the show, I would start. You know, it was entertaining mm. to to have that visceral reaction to things I didn't like. So mm. I did it not to make myself like it or for the adventure. I did it for the entertainment value, mm. and then that made it a good experience for me. Whoa. You know, I mean, I'm not going to eat the world's hottest pepper or any of the lesser ones again. <laughs> I've been there, done that, and mm. moved on. Good. But I'm glad I did it when I did it. It's, yeah. I mean, it was scary, and it wasn't enjoyable, but it was worth it. Andrew, but and you so wouldn't... I use that as a motivation to expand my, my palate. But mm. I just don't see any reason why I can't optimize my experience. You know, there's a, there's a list on Reddit that I, I that I did see. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, oh, we, you have oh, it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. we printed it. We printed it out. Okay. Well, do, do you want to run down? Do you want to run down the long. list? Real you quick? might want to pick just one letter because <laughs> I it's haven't alpha, done a lot of my vocal exercises. Let me just let me just run through. Let me do one of each. We got arugula, blue cheese, caviar. Oh, you're picking duck. you're picking yeah. one from each. Yes. Okay. yes. <laughs> oh, dirty martinis. Which is weird because I love dirty martinis. It's the only way uh, to drink a martini. Yeah. Uh, eggnog, fruit punch, ginger, hot dogs. Hold on, fruit punch? Hot dogs with the twisty thing at the top, ones that turn at the end, also does not prefer thick dogs. Key lime pie, doesn't love it. Licorice, marshmallow, except in a s'more. Uh, nuts in his chocolate stuffs. Uh, oysters, pretzels, too bready. Rum, seaweed nori. Uh, yes. Thick burgers or tomatoes, we already know. See, a lot of these are. I, th- how long is that list? It uh, might be 300 long. things. I'm almost done, though. We got uni and Worcestershire sauce. Oh, there's no Z. No. But not you can just like Little Debbie zebra cakes? Or do they <laughs> put that under list. L? But I know there's. The list does grow because I keep saying things that I prefer or that I don't prefer. Mm. But it's not that I won't eat it or that if it's, if it's the only thing there. Yeah. It's like, start, you the, know, nuts in my brownie. If I really want a dessert, I'll eat the brownie with nuts, but I don't prefer it. It's not optimized mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You, so it's not that I don't like nuts. I don't like nuts in my brownie. It must be interesting, though, the way that you communicate that, especially someone who has established themselves as a picky eater, whether whether it was for, you know, uh, let's say content in the show or it was a thing from your, because I know what you mean. It becomes like a, a well, bit of a all shtick, of these are so. true. I'm not yeah. lying about anything yeah. in this list. <laughs> yeah. but I, I didn't think mean to imply. A lot of these are just... Yeah, they're optimizations. Yeah, You're but not, yeah, I can, yeah. I can, I, I have notes on why things. I just analyze things to a depth of mm. what really works for me. Yeah, yeah. You I know, it, it seems like as an indiscriminate eater or an adventurous eater. Mm-hmm. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're not always saying you love everything equally. No, it, it's no. honestly, and I think occasionally my happiness is taken away from how indiscriminate of an eater. I'm, I'm not even an indiscriminate eater because what I will do. If I go to a restaurant and I know I like something, not even that. If I know I love a dish there, mm-hmm. but I haven't had another dish, mm-hmm. I will always choose the dish that I haven't had. I'm and the I'll, same way. I know. We're playing. Why am I like that? Why can't we optimize our life more? I don't know. It's just I just want to try and chase the high of a new yeah. favorite dish maybe. Possibly. Because what if it's the best thing you've ever had? That's true. But I how often had... is it? Uh, not not as often then, as I'd like. Then you're playing the calculus of but, like how much does the thing I how much pleasure does the thing I know give me versus how much pleasure you know in, is there in the yeah. unknown the potential of pleasure right? It's like a, it's the same thing as like a gambler's you know addiction. Like I know the odds are stacked against me. However, I got to put it all on green, which yep. I don't think is a good thing. I think a it's good black strategy. or red. No green. This is actually I don't how gamble. I gamble. 
Me I neither. The only time I've gambled, I played blackjack, did not know what I was doing. <laughs> I spent, I, I won $100 and I immediately put it on black and then I got $200 and then I took that to All You Can Eat Sushi in Reno, Nevada, baby, and had some fantastic Reno sushi. Congrats. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have to order anything. No commitment. No. There wasn't, but I, I I treated my friend who uh, who taught me how to put my chips down on the blackjack table. I lost seventy dollars the first time I gambled, and I'm never gambling again. I'm the same way. Yeah, <laughs> never I just, ever. Again. I don't like it. The anxiety does not. That is not a rush for it's me. Not for me. It's That's not like me. I'm being tricked by somebody who has the odds in their favor. I've never once gambled, and I've I've had plenty of opportunities. I just nothing about it appeals to me. Yeah, and I'm sure that's related. Yeah. Psychologically. So I know that I have these control things, but I totally get what you're saying about I got to order the new thing. I'm not going to go to my favorite Italian restaurant and just get that chicken marsala every single time. Mm-hmm. I have made decisions to say, okay, I am going to try new things. It is it is fun, that surprise, that discovery. So mm-hmm. I'm not like this hardliner, like I only, I only eat seven things now. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. So I do try things, but then I make note. I'm, I feel like I'm very in tune with what works or not. So I open up, I eat burritos, and then I discover what exactly I like in my burrito or what I don't. So then I don't order that next time, but I'll still I'll still try new stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm open, but I'm still specific. This did not go the way that I thought it would. Hold on. Sidebar with Nicole. Link What's earmuffs. Up? I thought Link was going to come in here and he was going to be like, I'm like very this. picky. I don't, I don't like, like these things. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. I you know heard a bit more of the spiel yeah, than yeah, I, yeah, I gave yeah. away that. But I, mean, I thought we were going to be like, oh, my God, Link, open yourself up. Uh, what's your relationship with your mom? <laughs> and then he'd be like, oh, my God, you're so right. You two are the ones who figured it out. I think this guy figured yeah, it out. Yeah, I think my whole like eating habits are going to probably be altered a little bit through this podcast. I'm, I'm dead serious. Yeah. Like, this has actually influenced me to look wow. at my choices in a different way in terms of like – you know, trust yourself to know that this is the thing that brings you joy and that you want. Yeah, enjoy the things that bring you joy. I uh, think that's what I'm learning. <laughs> but I do think, like, openness is important. Mm-hmm. You know, I do acknowledge that if if you're so limited in what you're going to eat, that that does impact other people's experience, mm-hmm. you know, when you're going out or whatever. So, I mean, I have, I do feel that, and I've, and I've agreed with that. You know mm-hmm. what? I don't want to be someone who's, everyone's got to dance around where we can go, and mm-hmm. I don't want sure. I don't like impacting other people, but once I order my dish, like, there's, I haven't experienced anyone besides one particularly tall person that I spent <laughs> a lot of my life with who is, the hamburger has, the, has the guts to say, <laughs> I am... I'm annoyed that you don't like what I like. Mm-hmm. I respect him for it, but mm-hmm. you know, it's like most people, they're like, hey, his plate and my plate, mm-hmm. that's fine, but at least we're at this restaurant and we're enjoying ourselves. And there's some things that you'll try. Trying it and not liking it, like, is different mm-hmm. than refusing to even try it. Yeah. And yes. that's where I try to draw the line. But then I apply that data to my own life. You're just like a so supercomputer. Yes. You're like a code breaker so from World War II. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I like to think of myself as uh, vision, but just in the kitchen. Is that talking like the a, wrong, talking to the wrong people? Oh, I okay. only know that Is from that David. Like a it's a Marvel, Marvel thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a okay. uh, Paul Bettany. 
Uh, okay. Paul Bettany. He's Who? great in Wimbledon. Oh, the, the purple Dunst. guy with the gold on his on his yeah, face. Yeah, he also played yeah. Jeffrey Chaucer in A Knight's Tale. Oh, awesome! I know who that is. <laughs> I know that guy. <laughs> okay, but like for my part, one, I mean, it has to be said that you know uh, a lot of picky eaters they are influenced by anxiety disorder and OCD. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's why I I try and like never really judge unless you know I was kind of joking about giving you crap when you sat down. Yeah. But like from a food person's perspective, whether it's choosing a restaurant or cooking for somebody, if somebody tells me like, hey, these are my food aversions, uh, or if it's any sort of dietary choice, I love that challenge. I remember showing up to a, a yeah. vegan gluten free Super Bowl party, and everyone's huh. like, oh, I can't believe I got a man. And I just made these great like uh, soy rizo stuffed potato skins with like, you know, some vegan crema type of thing on it. And it was absolutely delicious. And, and I love that. And ditto with like, you know, going out to dinner with a really picky friend who you know can only eat four things. And I'm like, I know the exact restaurant that serves the best version of one of those mm-hmm. four things. And so I kind of like, you know, having that sort of, you know, using my skill set to sort of create that empathy and give somebody else. A beneficial experience, even if I can't empathize exactly with what they're going through. But you translated it into an adventure for you, at, yeah. as a challenge. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work the challenge of being within the picky eater box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that's cool that 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 you took one on the on the chin, and then you found a way to to be engaged. Yeah. Versus the person who's limiting their experience, you know. You know, I don't want to, I don't like limiting other people's experience. Mm. Yeah. I go to eat with a lot of my kosher friends and uh, it sucks <laughs> sometimes because ah. I like to eat cheeseburgers and, you know, whatever. So I've learned to like, whenever I go out to dinner with them, I always respect their choices as well. Mm. Whenever we're at the dinner table, we never get any sort of meat. It's always like, and we love to share as a group of friends. So we're always like sharing dishes and stuff. So it's always like fish and like mm. vegetables and stuff like that. So I've learned to adhere my adventurous eating with certain people and certain groups. But mm. for the most part, whenever I'm with like my friends or family and stuff, I keep it very conservative. Yeah. I like, think, yeah. Oh, good. Like a runny egg on a burger. That I just, I, I just can't, I, just, I still can't bring myself to that. Mm-hmm. Like I love cheeseburgers so much. Mm-hmm. And there's this thing that like happened. I don't know who to blame. I, I actually, I, I can give you someone to blame. I, Please. I well, it's the Nightlife Corporation SBE owner of Umami Burger. I blame Umami <laughs> Burger for the runny egg oh, on a burger no. thing because eggs got they cost what like nine cents a piece. You <laughs> add two bucks to your burger, yeah. you know, order at Umami. That's a huge margin, and they start putting them on. Because I agree with you. I don't. They think will put them on egg. any. They'll put them on any burger. That's the thing. That you was like at it. Yeah. Oh. And I because I, I was about to go after Red Robin or something, but that's just me being basic. <laughs> But then the basic places caught on because the margins, it's all yeah. about the margins. Uh, but I, I just, I mean, what would you tell me if, if so we're sitting down, mm-hmm. you're excited about a burger, mm-hmm. maybe you're excited about the runny egg on the burger. Mm-hmm. Well, are you, first of all? Would you, no. would you recommend no. that? I think we both disagree. Oh, we're both anti runny egg. But say on a we burger. were at father's office, they have blue cheese and arugula on their burger. And, and the burger's they, bloody. And the burger's bloody, and they don't. Take substitutions. You cannot substitute anything on the burger. We wouldn't go there. I would, well, if I know I'm going with a preferential eater, I would show Mm. them the menu and be like, does this look like a good place to you? Mm. Are you into this or not? And if they say yes, cool. If no, then we'll find another option. Yeah. Well, I mean, how do you feel about restaurants that do no substitutions like that? Um, I think, uh, see, I'm one of those people that believes that the chef's intent is the chef's mm-hmm. intent always. But and then we live in like a society where we give, we have options. Yeah. So I, there's a fine line. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think sometimes you got to go the Chipotle way where you can do whatever you want. Then you go down the fine dining way, do whatever they say. Yeah. So I think it's just a matter of preference. The nice of the restaurant. I, yeah, I, I don't order something and then change it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, 
that's another place. Again, I don't want to. I'm. Mm. I don't want to impose on the chef. Mm. Yeah, yeah. As if I know more than the chef. I know. I know that I don't. Mm. So I'm just going to order something that everything works for me, or maybe I can pick it off afterward. Yeah. But I, there's a. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I had a very heartening experience with a friend who they enjoy being adventurous with their food and mm-hmm. we were at a Thai restaurant. However, they have the cilantro aversion, which we mm-hmm. talked about on, on a whole thing that I think you can get rid of it with exposure therapy. However, I will <laughs> gladly respect it. Um, but they you know, said to the server, like they asked about food allergies and she was like, uh, no, this is merely a choice. Uh, if cilantro is just like thrown on top of the dish as a garnish, if there's any way we could leave that on the side, that'd be fantastic. If not, totally get it. And it was just kind of like beautiful little cross-section moment where it's like empathetic to the waiter, to everybody else who was enjoying it because they can all just throw cilantro on. But then, you know, they got their little thing. I think it was this great sort of compromise and everyone's finding a harmony where the picky eaters and the indiscriminate eaters can live and unite the air, earth, and fire tribes. Amen. All right, Nicole and Link, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call Opinions Are Like like Casseroles. Beautiful. That you, you are so much nicer than Rhett. Dude, Rhett said that you guys aren't singing, and I'm like, yeah, we are. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. called music, honey. It's, it's called mumble rap. It's a jingle. I have a SoundCloud. <laughs> I just, uh, I love being here because <laughs> this is this is a realization of a vision. You know, a wonderful podcast that I have nothing to do with. <laughs> that is that that is happening at Mythical. Like. It's awesome. That's fantastic. I mean, uh, Good work, guys. I mean, Thank you for Congratulations. the Sorry you. for making you have something to do with it all of a sudden. We just thought you'd want to... Did you have a good time I, It's my it? pleasure to be here to to uh, to bust your assumptions associated with my pickiness. You sure did. No, I'm uh, glad to be here, but you know the point I'm making. It's yeah, like, no, of course. I don't have to be here for this to be a success. But we're glad you are. I like you, you being here. <laughs> it's nice. It's honestly nice having a third. We we know everything about each other. Pretty much. I don't know if you noticed, but when we were talking, it, it was like all the same things. Like, I also hate roller coasters. I also eat indiscriminately. I, I like, love roller coasters. What are you talking oh, about? Yeah, what, no, what was the other Guys, thing Guys, this hate? segment is not about us. <laughs> Thank that, you so much. This it's is why my you, fault for making it about you. This is why you have to be so here. I actually Keep take it back. Check. Opinions are like casseroles. Take it away, Josh. You read the first one. At Caitlin Agnes says, plain salted ripple chips can be dipped in anything, literally anything. It's fine. It's good. They justified it with too many it's fine, it's goods. I was this a was this a problem? People are coming at her saying you can't dip that in that. That's a plague. Yeah, uh, people in Caitlin's life are coming at her <laughs> saying you can't dip that in that. Where she is saying, and I quote, it's fine. It's good. What do you think the craziest thing she Dip was it. dipping in that caused people to say that? I don't know. Plum sauce. <laughs> sounds great. That sounds like a delight. My brain went to soap. <laughs> I went to blue dawn dish soapy, soap. What about just soapy bath water? <laughs> also, why are they called ripple chips? Aren't they called ruffles? Yeah, I don't yeah, know I mean, where they're I don't from. Know. And that would influence what they're dipping them in. Um, I... <laughs> I, I do agree that you can probably dip chips into more things than you think you could. Yeah, I you know? love dipping chips into weird things. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what they are, but I enjoy it. Like, yeah, yeah, mystery Imagine things. cookie dough, like edible cookie dough, and you put like a salty chip in there. Honestly, sounds better that than sounds most really cookies. Uh, <laughs> no. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite chip dip, though? Like if someone who has optimized their dietary life, that where are you going? F- that French onion can that, that, that my father-in-law keeps in his cabinet. 
Wait, is it the the one that's in like a plastic tub? Like the I mean, it is a chip dip. It's specifically to dip chips in. Mm-hmm. But wait, <laughs> how does how does this? Because there's there's like the you know the can of Ruffles French onion or not the can the jar. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, and then there's the refrigerated like grocery store brand that looks like a cool up container. Yeah, there's also one that has cardboard on the outside. Unless I'm unless that's the queso one. Well, there's the cardboard packet that you mix with the sour cream yourself, which is my preference. I like that one. The Lipton. Too. I like that one too. Yeah. I don't like to cook, and that sounds like cooking. <laughs> it's mixing. <laughs> it's mixing fair enough, fair enough. Okay, Claire MQQ says the only acceptable topping on French toast is ketchup. <clears throat> That's pretty limiting and crazy. I like French toast until I realized there were eggs in it. I didn't eat <laughs> eggs until I was in uh, probably high school. Really? What's your yeah. favorite way to eat an egg? Like my grand, the only egg I would eat before then, I guess, so I'm backtracking, is my nanny would make this, she'd scramble an egg and then like fry it really thin. Mm -hmm. And then I wouldn't eat the edges where it was like get really crispy and thin, but I would eat the middle part if it had enough salt and pepper on it. You, you, I like lazy eggs. You kept saying that you weren't a picky. I feel like if we just <laughs> talked to you about any day in your childhood, I feel like you would give us like nine different but things. But now, that's different than yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Now, okay, okay. now I like uh, all kinds of eggs for the really runny ones. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Just like uh, Guy Fieri. You don't, you don't mess with eggs. I didn't know that about yeah, it. Yeah, it's the thing. He like uh, won't eat them on the show even. Picks them off. Really? Um, the thing with French toast and ketchup is- That's crazy. This created a debate between us because I grew up, my family- Oh, South- yeah. Oh, Josh is bringing up the South African French. Yeah, I am, Nicole. Uh, so in South Africa, apparently for them, uh, like eggy bread, or the, they'll also call it French toast, is just eggs and bread that's been griddled, and then they top it with ketchup. And so there's no like cinnamon, there's no sugar, so it's like staying in savory town, and then you put the ketchup on it- and that's how I grew up eating it, which is really delicious. I have mm. a friend from South Africa. What up, Grant? Uh, who said that he went to New York and had French toast and maple syrup on it for the first time. And it was like, this is disgusting. What the hell is going on? Because he's used to ketchup. So I'm into it. Uh, it's always butter and maple syrup. If I don't have maple syrup in the house, it's honey. Oh. Yeah, that, that yeah. totally makes sense. Yeah. But are you telling me, Josh, that you prefer ketchup on French toast and you don't, that, you don't like syrup on it? I, I do like syrup on French toast if it's like a dedicated sweet French toast, but like I will still make for myself just straight egg eggy wash, bread. eggy bread with ketchup, salt, and pepper on it. And I really enjoy it. I prefer that to sweet French toast. But sometimes I make like a honey ginger syrup for cocktails and I like putting that on sweet French toast. Yeah, aren't you a penis, penicillin? Penicillin, you, greatest cocktail yeah. of all time. She's, all right. She did ask, aren't you a penis at first? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Speaking of penis, at Caroline Jackman, sour cream is actually devil sperm. We got Ooh, Satan's ovaries. That's, that's, yes, Ooh. it comes out of the tomato. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, ovaries do secrete sperm. That, Maggie, can we get a fact check? <laughs> Maggie Thumbs saying up. yes, that is Thumbs correct. Uh-huh. <laughs> On Satan, you know that you know how Satan's anatomy works? What? Yeah, I mean, I just told you. I, what? It's different. Yeah, no, I, you know what's funny? The goat tattoo on my back, I, the original design for it, not to make this about my back tattoo, but the original design for it, I wanted it to be the goat demon Baphomet, who is famously gender neutral and is often portrayed with uh, naked breasts. Yes, I know that. Yeah. Not because I wasn't like, implying dabble in Satan. I just know that. I just <laughs> listen to a lot of weird Finnish metal bands yeah, and they that's like the cover the cover art for half their albums. Yeah, about I, sour cream. I decided to like <laughs> I don't think I'd think that was funny. Sorry, go ahead, Nicole. But do you know that? Huh? And how? I am I have like, like my, a like a devil with boobies? Yeah, it's a goat 
and it has boobies, and then uh, there's like an ups. Is it called a pentagram? Ups- yeah, yeah, the yeah, pentagram, it's called yeah, pentagram yeah. behind it. And sometimes uh, it sits in a chair. Yeah, we probably saw it on a Hot Topic T-shirt. <laughs> we, which like contributed yeah. to the satanic panic that I feel like our parents. I hope, were they, I hope that's what you saw it, not in some sort of ritual. No, no, no. I'm no, it was like Bam Margera's band's logo. No, the pentagram wasn't that? A no, thing? it was an upside down heart. Don't get into saying, it. Whatever. Okay, whatever. sour Anyways, cream is good. <laughs> I like sour cream. It's good on stuff. Enjoy it. Yeah, I whatever. It. I dig it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay. Cosmic Salmon says, Tostino's party pizzas are not pizza, but what they are <laughs> is good. I think they're they're saying Totino's. Yeah, that, yeah. To, Totino's is the party most pizza. mispronounced brand of all time. Mm-hmm. I agree with this, though. I mean- Pizza can be so many things. Of course, it is pizza, but if you think of it as something else, mm-hmm. it will get better. And if you like it, I think mm-hmm. it will get even better. Yeah, I agree. It's a yeah. perception issue on that. It's For not sure. going to be the best pizza you ever had. It's a tasty, wet, squishy thing in your mouth. Very, very tasty. I really like these, actually. Since I never grew up with them, but I eat them now because mm. of where I work, um, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Still a mama celeste All right, at Elena Bakes, my brother dips latkes in barbecue sauce. What's your relationship to latkes? Uh, well, remind me what that is. <laughs> Crispy That's... potato pancake. Oh. Yeah. Jewish Hanukkah oh, hash yeah. browns. I think I like those. Have you and ever, like... Again, with the ketchup. If you were, Is if that you... what you just said? What? Dipping in ketchup? Barbecue sauce. Oh, kind of the same thing. I put mine in ketchup. I um, put in ketchup. Mm. I could see that working. I don't like it. Why? I don't like, like, barbecue, barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce is ketchup. I know you say that to me all the time, and I get that, but I don't know. I can't do it. I, I don't even put applesauce. I don't put sour cream. I just dip it in ketchup. Oh, funny. Sometimes I, mustard, sometimes hot sauce. I did that when I was a kid because I you know first had latkes, but I had eaten McDonald's hash browns before that, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Jewish holiday hash browns, and so mm-hmm. I dipped them in ketchup. But then now, as my like a reclaiming of my Judaic roots, mm-hmm. I dip them in applesauce and Knudsen sour cream. Yeah, I can't. Uh, and I dig it. That's, that's, you put them both on the same bite. Oh, man. Big fan. Oh, Elena Bakes also says, honey belongs on grilled cheese. I get it caramelized and sweet and delicious. Oh, that sounds good. Hmm. I think it I've depends never, on the cheese. I've never done that. Yeah, imagine with like a brie. Mm. A brie with honey and then you put a little bit of like flaky salt and then if you really wanted like like chili flakes on it. I'd go straight. Yum. I'd go Mott's. I think it'd be not my. It would Crazy. taste like, it would taste like kanafe. Yeah, like a like a bootleg kanafe grilled cheese. There's this. Uh, wh- where's kanafe from? Kanafe's from the Levant area. From the Levant area. Yeah. I, I uh, mostly know uh, Lebanese homies. And when I say Lebanese homies, I mean food beast guys. So. Yeah. What up, Eli? <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it's this dish that is like a shredded kind of phyllo esque dough mm. with a stretchy cheese. Uh, and then ladled in like a sugar syrup, and it's like this stretchy cheese, crispy pastry, sugary oh, thing. It's delicious. I, I gotta have some of that. They make it at Trader Joe's, a microwavable version. Have you had it? Yes, and it's good. Oh man, I it's gotta get compa- it on that. It's not the same as like a big, beautiful dish made by a Lebanese grandma, but it's still yeah. really delicious. And it's better in when you get it as a sample. Oh yeah, well, and then you bring it home, and you're like, oh, what happened? Yeah, but <laughs> it's still good. <laughs> that one bite is. There's so many of those. That one bite is all I needed. Foods. Yeah. Anything you buy from Costco. <laughs> true, true, true. I, I want. I, we should do one more. We should do one more. It's okay. almost. It's almost the witching hour. But I'm curious about Link's take on this. And this is something we've talked about too much. Mm-hmm. At hey, it's Joseph zero zero scrambled eggs with sugar sprinkled on top. Wild, <laughs> right? Why? This is like the eighth time we've gotten this opinion from different people too. Yeah. Sweetened scrambled eggs. Yeah. I don't get it. I. I'm well. I'm trying. I'm trying to be open. 
Muzzle. So it's like you got your if you got your pancake with the syrup and then the syrup goes up and then mm -hmm. it's going underneath the <laughs> yeah he's getting there eggs. let's go then I've got a sweetened uh -huh. but still mapley mm -hmm. and you know it was kind of an accident so you don't have to explain it to anyone when you start liking it yeah I could see then the maple syrup going on the eggs mm -hmm. it's a gateway I mean. The, the, Rudy the Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity Platter is a gateway at IHOP because it all bleeds into itself. <laughs> yeah. And the McGriddles just says it is going to be stacked and it's all going to be there. Mm -hmm. But just like granular sugar going over it. Well, what if the sweat from the eggs melt the sugar? <laughs> Does that appeal to you more? That's how I'm imagining I, I still don't think there's something different about you have that viscosity yeah. of the syrup that some makes it work. Well, I can, wet, I can wet your sugar a little bit. Why are you trying to make this work? I just think this is, to me, the most batty opinion that I love because I'm I, a pepper I man. This. So to me, this is so polar opposite. Like mm -hmm. if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to pepper something. Like experimentally, I would be open to that. So like different you, peppers, you would experiment with different. No, I'm talking about black no, pepper. Black, oh, just, black okay, pepper okay. on strawberries is really good. Black pepper on lots of things. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're going to black pepper different things as your sort of like canvas mm -hmm. to. Yes, that's ah. that's the that's the way that I'll go with putting stuff on something. You'd be like a black pepper waffle kind of thing. Like a, I, I, would, I would try that. Yeah, it's exciting. Maybe we can set that up. Like a black pepper strawberry... A black kind pepper and strawberry. It's a great combo. Black pepper, white chocolate, strawberry waffle. Mm, that I'm making good. that for you. Next and time. I like what it looks like too. Yeah, me too. Like it looks dirty, but in a in an intentional way. Yeah, yeah you know, like that, like salt and pepper dirt. hair. You know, the like. <laughs> yeah, I like that. You know, like you got that nice hair. All right, and on that <laughs> note, thank you for listening to a hot dog is a sandwich. That's You'll it. hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen. It's a short show. We've optimized the experience for yeah. the listeners. We got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions or Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at Mythical Chef or Zade with the hashtag Opinion Casserole. For more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. And thank you so much to our guest, Link Neil. Link, yes, tell you. the listeners where they can find you. Are you mm -hmm. on the social media? <laughs> Um, theoretically, yes. Yeah, yeah. At Link Feel Neil. that. Yeah. Nice. Feel that. And the Instagram is only a couple years old. And then you also have a YouTube show called Good Mythical Morning, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Big fan. Feel free to, yeah. you know, out every day wherever you get your YouTube shows. <laughs> and of course, if you want to share pictures of your dishes, hit us up on Instagram at Mythical Kitchen. See you next time. Thanks, Link. My pleasure.